So, this afternoon of practice, remember the four kinds of effort. One is to bring up, to bring to mind, to recollect, uh, to bring into your body what is good and upright. This kind of effort. And you have to begin every time. At first, it's always things go out. And you have to bring every time, bring back the upright mind, the upright thought, the upright heart, the upright body. And they support each other, remember? So when we sit or walk, meditation direct practice we're bringing the Dhamma into the body so this is not just an idea or a thought or a mood but you're bringing it into your body when it comes into your body it becomes holds very strong this is the principle of samadhi why we sit, why we use the body, because the good qualities of mind, when they come into the body, the body holds them. The body remembers them. So remember we always, you look at the, the Buddha image, the Buddha always sit upright, bringing the quality of brightness and energy. So first effort is to keep coming back to that. Every time we begin, we begin again. When we walk, when we stand, what's happening? Remember the Dhamma, remember it in your body. This is the first kind of right effort second kind of effort is to sustain it to sustain it, to protect it as I've said many times the jitta that is not firmly established or when the jitta loses its establishment it runs out and it runs out into doubt. It runs out into restlessness. It runs out into irritation. It runs out into sleepiness. <laughs> it runs out into sense desire. We think of things we want. The jitter is running out. So when it's like this, because we haven't sustained it doesn't mean we don't have the good, it means we had it, but then we forgot to keep feeding it, keep nourishing it. And in the body, the thing that nourishes it is the breathing. So when you come into the beginning and you set up your meditation and you recollect the good, you bring it into your mind, Notice 
how your breathing is then. When you have sadha, when you have faith, when you have aspiration, when your energy is good, how is your breathing? Your breathing will remember. When your chitta runs out, your breathing forgets. Your breathing will remember it. So if you, if you stay, this is why we use the breathing, the breathing will keep and sustain the good, it remembers it. Yeah. Now, when you're fourth kind of, third kind of right effort is to push away, to keep pushing away what is unskillful or unhelpful. Mm. This may begin just with pushing it away from your thought. We think of things that are not useful. Remember, if it's not useful, it may not seem bad. It may not seem evil. But if it's not useful, it will start to pull the chitta away where it becomes easy for the hindrances to grab it, yeah? It's like when you have uh, a child in the room, the child is safe, very safe. Open the door, out there is no problem. It goes out there, no problem, but then it goes into the street. (laughs) Then it goes into the road and... (laughs) So the first time it moves out, it doesn't go immediately to what's difficult. It just goes out. And then it gets taken further. It's like if you swim in the sea. You come, the swimming in the sea at first is very safe. Then you come to a place where the tide just starts to pull. This doesn't seem to be a problem. You follow that and it takes you where the tide is very strong. It throws you out. So you should be careful to just even avoid unnecessary, unnecessary thinking. It doesn't seem to be evil, but if it's not necessary, it begins to lead the chitta out. So you put that aside. Then you put it, push it aside in your heart. When your heart starts to feel sad, bored, something not so pleasant, yeah. it stays there. It will take your chitta into the hindrances, into ill will, restlessness, and desire. So when you feel that in your heart, you need to cultivate. Brahma-vihan, metta, may I be well, karuna, may I be protected. Try to remember, have the sense in your heart of how you look after a baby or a child. This is how you should regard your chitta. Protect it, care for it, encourage it, gladden it. Yeah. When it does good, speak kindly to it. 
praise it. <laughs> it's, not, it's not always so easy for the citta to do good when it's very small, it gets confused. So when it's good, oh, this is good. When it's good, breathing, how does your breathing feel when your citta has metta? How does your breathing feel when your citta has loving-kindness? Soft, gentle. Your citta will remember that. So then you, you push away what's harmful and you keep it away. You keep protecting. This is the four kinds of effort. And we need to practice them constantly. If you practice them steadily, the effort is not too hard. Yeah. Sometimes it be key the case where we practice first of all very strong and then strong and then you know, then practice is not even. If you keep it steady, every time you come into the good, sustain it, feel it, take it into your breath, breathe it through your body, think about it. Notice it, how it feels. So you feed it, you encourage it, you sustain it. This is like learning. Uh, the Buddha said it's like you have a, when you have a cow, a cow walking in the mountains. You know? Mountains, mountain trails, mountain tracks, which are dangerous. The cow, when it puts its foot down, you make sure that his foot is really steady. Then he moves the other foot. Okay? Then he moves the third foot. Then he moves the fourth foot. Yeah? It doesn't just, you know, it takes care. Get it strong, get it established. And then we don't slip up, we don't make mistakes. When, you, when the chitta runs out, when it's gone out, when it has worry or doubt or it feels irritated, then it's the time to just you know, open your eyes, freshen up, think, why am I here? Where is refuge? Go back, start again. Hmm? Now, it's all, not always easy to notice the hindrances, even though they are very obvious, because they come disguised, they come with masks. <laughs> they always seem reasonable. Yeah. And the citta, yeah, citta of ill will, the citta which is the hindrance of ill will, always comes up with some reasonable, something reasonable about another person. He's not right. He's not practicing properly. She doesn't sit very well. <laughs> yeah. 
this is too noisy, this is too long. It always seems very convincing. So, even about yourself. So when you hear the thoughts, you have to try to bring all those thoughts into one word. So when we notice a whole line of thought, what is it really saying? If it's complaining, critical, comparing, talking about other people. When it's talking about other people, you must be really careful. (laughs) Because it will always generally have some kind of either there's something wrong with them, or I'm not as good as they are, or he doesn't like me, or something wrong with her, you know. This is the way that the hindrance disguises itself. It talks about other people. But when you feel it in your body, bring it back here. Is this good? Is this comfortable? Is this happy? No. (laughs) So then you ask very simple questions. And when when you begin to reveal the hindrance, then you should know what the medicine is. When you feel very restless, uncomfortable, sit, comfortable, you need to establish sati like a post in the ground. Sati here. And then the jitta can move out run around, but you stay, you have the post here and you put a rope on the chitta. So the chitta runs out and you just, to this and to that and you keep saying what it is. This is restlessness. How does it feel in your body? You feel wriggling in your body, creeping in your body, Stiff, comfortable. (laughs) Sometimes this is very hard. (laughs) But then try to find the place where your body is upright and just breathe like you're breathing water. Just imagine you're breathing like water flowing over the body, like you're sitting in a shower. There's water flowing over the body. So very open. So that you stay there, feeling, just feeling those feelings, but use the breathing like water. When you're experiencing doubt, thinking this and that and the other, Use the breathing like earth. When you breathe out, stop. 
When you breathe in, stop. So you, the mind, when you come to making the breath very strong and firm, the mind can't waver, can't move. You hold it in your body. Yeah. And this ways like this we begin to learn the skillful means to push away and to dispel the hindrances. You must remember that the hindrances are very normal. In the Satipatthana they're described many, many times in the suttas, the hindrances are described. This is because everybody has them. Good people have them. Mm. Lovely people have them. Good, everybody has them. Because the citta is not yet awake, completely awake. So these are like diseases. Like everybody gets sick. <laughs> it's natural. In a way, the hindrances are very natural. And, but they are a test. You know, they're a challenge. It's like when you're learning to boxing. You have a partner who comes and throws, throws a punch at you and you have to learn to block. Yeah? In Thai boxing, you kick as well. So you really have to learn a lot of skill because the hindrances like sparring partner, you know, that you're in the ring and then, oi! <laughs> so you have to learn to be quick and punch one back, you know. <laughs> but when you're in there, you start to get very fit. You get very fit, you get very quick, you get very wise. So the hindrances are actually your companions, they're not very pleasant companions. They're the companions that will teach you, wake up, <laughs> sati, virya, uh, use energy, be wise. They teach you that sati, virya, sati, samadhi, panya. They teach you the dhamma. They teach you not just to think the Dhamma, they teach you to be the Dhamma. Yeah? So your citta begins to learn the Dhamma through this challenge. And so it's these hindrances actually are the way to fully develop the Bojanga, the enlightenment factors. They come from how we meet the hindrances how we get to investigate them, how we get to apply energy with them. When we apply energy and we push them away, we feel a sense of pity, rapture. Rapture is always comes through pushing away the hindrance. The mind becomes strong, bright. Yeah? It doesn't become strong unless we do that. Yeah? It becomes strong and bright and pity then it sits down, it calms, you have pasadi and samadhi and upeka. So these enlightenment factors, the seven bojanga, they arise 
from meeting the hindrances, from learning, from investigating, from applying right effort and skillful means. And because of this, the citta becomes stronger and wiser and brighter than ever. These hindrances are there to help you get strong. But you have to meet them with wisdom and with effort. So please encourage you to practice this afternoon.